From Hollywood, it's out of my mind. I'm Jay Douglas, and in episode 25, we're revisiting two stories related to gift-giving this holiday season. Kevin McManus of the Pasadena Humane Society and SPCA has tips if you're planning to adopt a dog or cat and give it the gift of a good home. And Time Magazine columnist Joel Stein recounts his experiences giving his son the gift of a manly father. It's another out-of-my-mind short story. We'll have one more in 2015, and then, well, you'll want to listen to episode 26 for news of what's ahead. It's what we do for baby boomers like you who are relentlessly curious about everything. If you're not a baby boomer, you can still listen to the program. All you have to do is ask your parents or grandparents the revealing question, Lionel or American Flyer? We're in training as episode 25 of Out of My Mind begins with a gift of good health. Dogs and cats are not only man's and woman's best friends. They can also be a legitimate treatment when it comes to improving your physical and emotional health, especially for those of us who are out of shape, stressed out, or lonely. But how do you find the right pet for your situation? I asked Kevin McManus, Adoption Supervisor for the Pasadena Humane Society and SPCA, to help us out with a little guidance for choosing a first, second, or even third pet. Kevin says, much as we might like to deny it, we're not as young as we used to be. And maybe our pets shouldn't be either. Puppies are a slippery slope, and people love puppies, and kittens too. Uh, But just keep in mind that uh, they're they're a lot more work than, than you may remember. Um, we get so many dogs these days who live to 15, 16, um, that, you know, you might as well take advantage of those really great, calm, easy walking, fun years where, um, you don't have to put up with all of the mess and someone has probably done all the uh, groundwork for you as far as training. If you're adopting a pet for a certain reason, Kevin has some tips on what to do and not to do. Let's start with getting a dog to help keep you on that walking regimen your doctor's been nagging you about. My advice for people in that situation is get out and start walking first. Absolutely, getting a dog will force you to get into a habit of walking, but if you're not giving a dog enough exercise because you're not getting enough exercise, it's really difficult on the pet. And what about the kind of pet to look for when the issue is reducing stress? Almost any pet can reduce stress because they do you know, the endorphins that they will give you are are going to be worth their weight in gold. There's one more way pets can make a difference in our lives, and that's when we lose the companionship of a spouse. Kevin says that's when adopting a pet from a shelter may make more sense than buying one from a pet store or breeder. So many pets, they really bond, and definitely with shelter pets, um, they really bond with the people who have gotten them out of a shelter. They appreciate it. They treat you like the god or goddess that you are. Whatever your reason, though, Kevin cautions not to adopt a pet in the hopes of duplicating one that's passed away. If you try to duplicate that pet, you're going to be disappointed. Going into, especially an adoption situation, with an open mind and not trying to, you know, replace the pet that you've lost, but replace the, the fill the void that they've left in your life, that's how you should think about it. And as for the notion that adopting from a shelter means bringing a damaged or dangerous pet into your home... They're not damaged goods. They're at a shelter for reasons normally totally beyond their control. Dogs and cats and and every animal that comes into a shelter 
I really do honestly believe that they, they know they're getting a second chance. Their lives have been disrupted. Um, and by taking them into your home, you're giving them a great chance at a new, a new life and, you know, hopefully a wonderful ending. Kevin McManus is the adoption supervisor at the Pasadena Humane Society and SPCA in Pasadena, California. When Time Magazine columnist Joel Stein discovered his wife was pregnant with their first child, and it was a boy, he was filled with dread. Well, I never was into boy stuff. I never had a lot of friends who were boys. I don't like cars or trucks. I don't like camping. I don't like, like all this stereotypical male stuff. I wasn't afraid that I was going to have a boy who grew up like me. I was afraid I was going to have a boy who naturally loved that stuff. And he was going to find some other dad, you know, some other dad figure in his life to do that stuff with. To protect his job as a dad figure, Joel schooled himself in the ways of being a man. He earned a Boy Scout camping merit badge. He learned to hunt. He worked a shift as a firefighter. He discovered what it felt like to pass out in front of your buddies during Army basic training. It was a major commitment, both physically and mentally. And this is what it taught him. My time would have been better spent uh, actually learning, you know, how to take care of a baby, which I didn't bother learning. Joe would like to share what else he learned about child rearing. And considering what he went through to gain this insight, I think it only fair we let him. You might even find some wisdom to pass along to the parents of your grandchildren. Number one, raising a child is informative. When you watch them, you learn what their parents do for a living because they'll be playing with their cars and trucks or whatever. And they'll be like, oh, the police have to get here to this emergency and the ambulance has to get here. And then the reporter needs to get here so he can write about it for the magazine. There's always the one thing the parent does. It's like, oh, the accountant needs to be here to make sure uh, all the paperwork is in order. There's always the one character who shouldn't be there. It's like, oh, that's what your mom or dad does. Number two. Now, this one is all Joel's. I think I totally misunderstood what fatherhood was. It would have been more important to focus on making tiny pancakes. Like all those books about what to expect when you're expecting, the dad equivalent should mostly be about making tiny pancakes. Like that's the most important thing in being a dad, for sure. Kids love tiny pancakes. And you're the one who's going to do it. Joel Stein is a columnist for Time Magazine, an occasional father figure for his son, and no threat to Dr. Spock. He documented his quest to become more manly in his book, Man Made. I've put a link to it in the show notes. And you can read those show notes by going to outofmymindpodcast.com, clicking on episode 25, and following the link to show notes. If you're listening on YouTube, click on the Read the Show Notes banner that will appear in a moment. And that's the end of episode 25 of Out of My Mind, but don't go just yet. In episode 26, I'm going to play the most listened to story of 2015. Which one do you think it is? You'll have to wait until next Saturday at 8 a.m. Eastern to find out. But also in episode 26, I'll give you more insight into what's coming up in the new year. That's next Saturday, and we'll talk about it then. I'm Jay Douglas. Out of My Mind is produced by Penny Summers and is a production of the Theater of Your Mind Incorporated, Hollywood, California.